Welcome back to the Alex Helton Real Estate Show. Obviously with me, Alex Helton. Here we are. Sam Dahl. We've got for you the February market update. We're going to go over some stats and info from January 2023. Some interesting things. Um, feels like a little bit different than some of the, the months that we've seen in the past. But first, quick shout out. Rob Smith, Adam Darby partnered with us on our podcast. Yeah. Give me one thing you love about Rob and Adam each. So one thing I like about um, Rob is that he's educated. And so, um, meaning he stays educated on what's going on in the market, what things impact rates. He sends me links that I find really helpful that help us educate our team and our clients. And, um, and I know over the years, a lot of feedback that I've had from people is that he just, he has a really good grasp on when he's talking to somebody about getting a mortgage on a home, here's what your options are. And he's able to um, explain those in a way that makes sense. I think that's really valuable. Uh, Adam, I, uh, I, I had, I got in my car not too long ago. We didn't talk about this offline, but I think you remember it. Got into my car, my car wouldn't start. Actually it would start, it wouldn't go into drive. And um, it was a mystery. I didn't know what was going on. And turns out a rodent had gotten up into the vehicle, not inside, but like in the engine, uh, nibbled on some wires. Delicious. And, uh, and so, you know, I think it ended up being, I don't know. It was like, it was a lot. I don't know if I should include how much it was, but it was, it was, it was a lot, it was a lot to, for them to fix it at the dealership. And so they fixed it. And I really didn't think about it until I was there. I was like, man, I wonder if this is covered by insurance. So I call Adam and like everything was just totally taken care of, 100%. Mm -hmm. So that was nice because his rates are really competitive. And the fact that there's one relationship for all of our insurances and they pay is mm -hmm. good. Yeah. So it's it's kinda, not a hassle. It's kind of kinda the point. It's not a hassle to deal with Adam. He's got great customer service as well. Same with yeah. Rob. So, all right. January, interesting month. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you give us some of the stats, details all right. first, kind of on a raw level, and then let's talk about some of the implications. Okay. So that. the real estate weather? Yep. Here we go. The real estate weather for January. Um, so in Davidson County, transactions are down 36% over... January of last year, man, that's pretty significant. Yet values are up by 7% in Davidson County since last January. In Williamson County, closings are down 26% and appreciation or median home value is up by 17%. So two things just to kind of point out there. One is that when you have that many, um, when you have a drop in that that many transactions, it feels like nothing's happening and it kind of feels like things are crashing. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what values are doing, it's just like, man, nothing is selling. Right. So things <laughs> must be really bad. Right. I'm seeing more signs stay longer in my neighborhood. Days on the market is up. So it feels yep. like, oh, nothing's selling. Right. This home is probably worth zero. 551 <laughs> sold in January. Uh, Definitely down, but but yes, things are staying on the market longer, um, and we'll get to some of those no other numbers after we go through inventory in terms of uh, settle list price. 
So Williamson County, so that's the first thing is that transactions are down. It's gonna, it just feels totally different. You're not hearing as many about as many people. You're seeing signs stay in the yard longer, that kind of thing. The other thing just to point out is that Williamson County for a long time tends to appreciate, or at least the median price tends to be in the range of 10% higher than Davidson County. And that seems to hold over time. So uh, Davidson County is great and Williamson County is uh, performs better mm -hmm. so it is interesting to me I think this is the first time maybe since we've been doing this that this number here this price growth month over year over year is in the single digits yeah which is normal for real estate like historically we expect a f maybe three to six percent growth mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. three to five but we've been in such a crazy hypercharged market that for a long time that's been double digits obviously it still is in williamson but the the market slowing with some of the interest rate stuff that the the fed's been doing does seem to be we're kind of, kind of catching up to normal real estate it mm -hmm. kind of seems like mm -hmm. so not a bad thing yeah i think it's a good thing certainly long term so davidson county over the last three months Compared to the same period last year, transactions are down 40%. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, price appreciation, median price is up 11% in Davidson County. And then in Williamson County, again, transactions are down, not as much, 33% over the last three months. And median sales price is up 20% over the last three months kind of the that's a lot of this is the same story we've been seeing for a while yeah the last couple months where closings are down price appreciation has started to slow a little bit like mm -hmm. there was a time this was at like 35 percent and uh you know we said at the time you buy and sell in the same market that's still the case still the most case people yeah um, up so or down even though you know things are showing some slowdown aspects. There's a lot of benefits to it. Yeah. Um, all right, tell us inventory, Alex. What's going on there? Inventory in all price points in Davidson County, we are up, not significantly in any of them. It has just ticked up a little bit. Again, six months, five, six, seven, that's when we really see a stagnant market where prices aren't going down, they're not going up. So until we hit five or six, you're gonna, typically we're gonna see, I mean, it'd be really unusual not to continue to see prices going up and see this number, these numbers to be green. Mm -hmm. In Williamson County, similar story, except in uh, the 500 and under price point in Williamson County, the inventory is down a little bit. Which partially like there's very few homes just in general under 500 in Williamson. It's such a tight market that you see like when it goes down it's not necessarily indicative of a trend it's just sometimes yeah. the timing of i mean so few given the median sales. price here and the 500 and under i mean i think in the um i think it's possible to see these you know five six seven eight and this still to be significantly lower right i mean now that we're at that median price under 500 it's just there's just not a lot of them, and there's always going to be a demand to get in Williamson County under 500. In almost any market you can imagine, someone's going to buy a Williamson County home for under 500. Yeah. So, uh, to kind of to your point there. All right. So, 
some some of the same story. Yeah. Some differences, like the median price is lower than we've seen monthly. We don't want to put too much stock into it because, you know, February could be right back up to the 450 range. So for our viewers in context, we have seen this to be what, close to 450? Give or take, yeah, five. The it's, last 12 months or so. It's bounced kind of, especially the last six months, it's settled in at about 450, give or take. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen a dramatic drop. We haven't seen dramatic gains. Yep. Just depends month to month. So this is yep. the first time the number has fallen or bounced more than one percent this is yeah, about pretty much what five percent or so we've seen it fluctuate within just a few thousand dollars up and down but this is the first time we're seeing it call it a twenty-five thousand dollar dip not totally unexpected if you rewind to three four five months ago we're talking about where are interest rates on 30-year mortgages they were up at that like several months ago they're up at you know, close to 7%. And we're going, man, it's going to be a cold winter. Transactions are going to be weighed down. Um, I'm telling, a, I, there's people that disagree with me on this. For our clients that need to sell this, excuse me, our clients that need to sell this year, I think first quarter is the worst time to sell. And this is why. This is why. Um, on the flip side of that, what does that mean for buyers, Sam? Potentially that it's the best time to buy. <laughs> Potentially. I mean... Probably. I, I think so. You know, we've talked about um, for buyers that are looking for a good deal, now is the time. And yeah. for people that are waiting for a crash, if there's a crash, this is it. This is it. Yeah. The hard thing, again, month to month, we put very little stock into. Yeah. We talk about no one can time the market. No one actually knows when the bottom is until or the top until a couple months later you look back and you go, oh, there it was. Um, there it goes. So we don't really know wh what this is, where this is going to fall sort of on the, the graph. Right. You know? But there is a convergence of factors that make it seem like if you're a buyer that wants a deal yeah. or feel, at least wants to feel like you got a deal, now's probably the best time that we've seen and maybe the best time that we will see. So we've got kind of a three month windows, which you mentioned. Three to four months. Tell us a little bit more about that. Some of the things that yeah. make you go, hey, if you've been waiting to buy and you've got you yeah. know, the flexibility, maybe if you're just a buyer, um, what makes now the window? So I think what makes now the window to buy, if I'm in the market and I've been waiting for a crash and I'm, and I'm a dull buyer where, where no matter what, I just have to feel like I'm winning. I got to feel like I'm getting a good deal. Um, and I don't want to feel like I'm going to regret buying, you know, 12 months later. And maybe don't want to get in a competitive <clears throat> situation or doesn't, maybe you don't have the financial flexibility to outbid somebody. Yeah. So, so this, and I know we're talking about it on the, on a, on a month basis, so we're not putting a ton of weight in it. However, this is not totally outside of what we expected and expect to continue to see maybe for the next month or two. Then what's going to happen to interest rates? The prediction based on the information that we have is that interest rates in the summer are going to be five and a half tops, hmm. possibly four and three quarters. 
somewhere in that range. When we're wow. in June, did you just say four? Four. Did I just hear four? Four point nine nine. Okay. All right. So June, July, August. So what's going to happen then? Well, typically we just look. If someone oh, just... None of none of our viewers are going to do this, but everybody that doesn't watch this, they only do what everybody else is doing. Right. Right. Only smart people watch this. That's right. <laughs> when everybody's in the market, they get in the market. When everybody leaves the market, they leave the market. And yeah. so if you're going to be a smart buyer, you're, in, you're, you're studying, you're knowing what's going on, you're anticipating, you have, a, you have a pretty good guess. Obviously, nobody knows for sure, but you have a pretty good guess of what's going to happen and you get ahead of that. Right. I think the next three to four months is going to be, so February, you know, this month up until probably through April, so February, March, April, and then maybe May. And so you have prices. We talked offline. The sell to list price is as low as it's been mm -hmm. in five years. Meaning for, for people that it's not obvious, if it's listed at easy math, 100 over the last five years, typically somebody's getting 98.99. Yep. This in January specifically, they're getting 97, 96. Yeah. So the gap between where it's listed, what it actually sells for, yeah. it's bigger. So if you're buying an $800,000 house, you know, an $870,000, $900,000 house, you're getting it, you know, 4 to 5% under the list price on average rather than, you know, list price or over list price. So, I mean, there was a window there where we, we had to tell people the price you see is the starting price. Right. And like, if you can't handle the starting price, it's not even worth pursuing that home. Yeah. Now, sometimes that's the case, but there's definitely some flexibility and some options. Yep. So you have two things going on. Prices right now, lack of competition right now, and based on what we anticipate happening in the summer, interest rates in the summer, um, I think that you're going to see demand really kick up uh, and you're going to have a lot more competition. Uh, and... I think it's possible if we hit for anything, you're going to have people that refinance that say three and a half. Um, you know, we know of people that were at four and a quarter and they just, for whatever reason, they didn't refinance when things were at the bottom, they're busy, they're, you know, doing their thing and they don't refinance. And so you have a lot of sellers right now where the gap between, Okay, I've got a three and a half, mm -hmm. and if I move and get a six and a half, that's not worth it. Well, mm -hmm. when that six and a half becomes five and a half and potentially for anything, people go, well, I don't like it, but I'm going to deal with it because I want more space or I want a different school system or whatever it may be. And all of a sudden now, it sort of unlocks mm -hmm. this new supply of, of homes from people that are going, hey, now I'll move because it's, I'm willing to do that now. And so you have these home sellers that are otherwise right now not on the market. Mm -hmm. So I think there's going to be an uptick of inventory when that happens, but I think the demand is going to far outweigh it. I mm -hmm. really do. All those sellers are going to have to buy. So that's a little bit of a right. wash. Right. Um, and uh, so... Now's the time to buy. Now's the time. We did see last, so last month, we talked about how in December there were fewer new homes that came on the market. 
than in any previous month in the last 15 years. Yeah. Um, and so the inventory was keeping pace with the lack of demand, so to speak, mm -hmm. keeping prices stable. In January, we did see that new listing number bounce back up. Mm -hmm. So you had partial, partially why the inventory is starting to creep up is because you did have more new listings coming on the market in January. We'll see what happens in February as far as closings, if the demand keeps up with those, or maybe maybe we see the inventory continue to rise if that demand doesn't match the, the bounce in new listings. So uh, interesting. So 4%. Yep is possible for the spring. I no, think, not 4%. Sorry. In the force. In the force. In the high, in the very four, high force. Not 400. Zero, zero. That's four, right. Four point something. Yeah. Um, all right, so if I'm a buyer though, and yeah. I'm looking, the rates last night were <clears throat> 6.3 to 6.4. Yeah. Um, if I'm a buyer and I hear they're gonna be in the fours, Yeah. It does feel a little hard to stomach buying now. Right. My gut because you're locking in a six three six four. Yeah, my gut says I should wait till it's four, Alex. So I know you said that there's these other factors, but I think yeah. what you're saying is you may end up with a lower payment now by getting a better deal on a house. And if it makes sense to refi in the summer, you can do that. If they do go down. If they do go down. So Yep. There's some costs associated with And it all right? goes back to, if you have any real estate questions, give me a call and let's talk about it. Because <laughs> every situation's different. Like, every situation's you different. You can't prescribe market-wide. And most, so it's helpful to point out that most of our clients don't think <clears throat> totally like, I'm totally making my decision based on rate. However, sure. <clears throat> having the conversation around it, I think is helpful to kind of get to, in some sense, how people are, are behaving right now. So I would say, I would say go for it. And if rates, you know, if you, if you can afford it and you want it and you have a good reason to buy, go ahead and pull the trigger. I really think you're going to see a lot of, again, nobody knows for sure, but based on what we do know, our expectation is that rates are going to go to five and a half, potentially even lower in the summer. And when they do, you're going to have more competition. Mm -hmm. So it's all risk and reward. If you buy now, you have less competition. Um, you, yeah. So you wait, you're going to have more competition. So you're either going to miss out on homes or you're going to pay more for them. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. It's that simple. Great time for a cash the, buyer the, right here, now. Here's the upside. The upside is I know that I've got the best possible rate if they actually hit 4.99 and I waited. Yeah, but I would say if that's if that's going to happen, then buy now and refinance. Right. Buy when there's no competition, and get literally the best of both scenarios. And rates are similar to home prices where you don't know where the actual best rate is until it's gone. <laughs> you know, rates were in the fives a week or two ago. Jobs report comes out. Right. It's like insanely. <laughs> Good, I, I guess good. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more jobs than expected, which bounced rates because... It's weird when good news is bad news. Right. Well, yeah, and typically, like, good economy, bad good economic rates. data means rates are going to go up yeah. a little bit. But, so, nobody knew that was the... Everybody felt like, all right, the trend is going down. We'll probably keep kind of stair-stepping down into the fives. Yeah. 
jobs report comes out. Here we are back at between six and a quarter, six and a half. So overall trying to time anything, not the first yeah. piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Uh, cash buyers right now, great opportunity. You can make deals. Quick closing is probably more valuable to sellers now than it has been in the past because you've got some sellers whose homes have been sitting. You know, when you're when yep. when your it's home sells in a, one it's time day, to get a deal. It's time to get a deal. Yeah, some some of our clients they'll set up on they only look at homes that have been on the market for three weeks, three months, mm-hmm. and those are the ones you get make an offer on and you get you know get a get a get the best deal you're gonna get. I mean, you're going to have to probably make more than one offer, but that's okay. But yeah. Cool. So any last thoughts on January summary so far? Now's the time for a deal. Yeah. If you're looking for one, probably got three months before mm-hmm. we see enough movement the other way that it feels different. Yeah. Um, also, I, I, I'm thinking here like, if this is the crash, it's a pretty mild crash. I mean, people are waiting for the bottom to fall out. It's what we talked about. It's kind of like a. It feels like a pothole. We just kind of like bump down and. It's what we talked about, though. It's no different than what we expected, based on supply and demand, right. based on the fundamental differences of 2022 versus 2008, and um, so it's not a surprise. Yeah. So. Last yeah. last thoughts or That's things it. you want to share? Awesome. That's it. Uh, mention real estate reviews for anyone that would be helped by that. Yeah, if you would find it helpful to uh, review your real estate, what your home is worth, whether or not a home equity line of credit makes sense, um, whatever it is, uh, we offer to sit down with you and just kind of review. Really, it's it's a collection of things that people have asked us questions about over the year years. It's almost. Uh, you know, FAQs on everything real estate related, including, hey, we're thinking about doing an addition or we're thinking about doing a renovation. Um, I find that just a couple of, um, man, a couple of conversations on how best to do something can really make a big difference in value uh, when it comes to additions, renovations, that sort of thing. So uh, if you would find that helpful, give us a call. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, appreciate you liking and subscribing to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening. And we'll see you next time. See you later. Thanks.